Ladies and gentlemen, you are now about to witness the journey that is the Life Choices Podcast. Yeah! Welcome back, everybody, to the Life Choices Podcast. Uh, this week, we are welcoming Jennifer Alley to the chair. How are you? Excellent. Happy. Happy to be here. Thanks Happy is good. You're welcome. Yeah. It's quite interesting that we met through someone who I haven't actually met yet. <laughs> Uh, but of course, the way we do this, we do batch filming. So when we're saying this, it's September 1st, September 5th. Today's September 5th. There you go. Yeah. And yet this will go up like November 22nd or something like that. So wow, we're, we're like talking pretty much. We're talking in the present, but about the past. Okay. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense. I'm hungry already. Oh, love it. Give love me it. some turkey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, if you could do us a favor here and just give a quick uh, background as to what you do and uh, what brought you here. Well, that, that, that's a lot of stuff. Is it? <laughs> it's a lot okay. of stuff. Which one do you want me to start with? What is your background? What do you, what do, you do for a living? So I have my own business. Um, we put it under the umbrella of, of coaching and consulting and personal and professional development. More specifically, I focus on higher consciousness consulting and inner alignment coaching. So I'm really helping people get in touch with their own inner wisdom, helping them raise their consciousness. One of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein is something to the effect of you can't solve a problem from the consciousness that created the problem so we're always supposed to be growing and expanding and sometimes you just need more tools for that Uh, you need a coach you need someone who can help you get there there's so much programming that we get from the culture and how we're raised and all sorts of things that can distract us and confuse us when it comes to being connected with our authentic selves And so learning how to be very intentional about living in alignment with who you really are. That's what I help people do. Inner being with physical being. Yes. Kind of connecting the two of them together. Mm -hmm. We could say, um, so the assumption is that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And so it's getting your human self connected with your soul self, we could say. Okay. Now I I get that. I understand that. But we're talking to a large population (laughs) of people that... Unfortunately, this at this time may not understand what we're talking about. That's a big reason why once I was introduced to who you are through a mutual acquaintance, I was quite geared up to have this conversation because it's very much where my brain has been at more recently, but not always when I was younger. So to bring this information to our viewership is something I've really been like wanting to do for a long time. So it's interesting how the world works and brings people together. Helping people along their journey Mm -hmm. and connecting their inner being with their physical being Mm -hmm. is probably very difficult for most people because they're not open up to the idea behind the concept. Would you say you have that difficulty with people that you've helped? I think it depends on where they're starting from. A lot of the time, by, by the time that people reach me, they're open. If they're really going to engage in working with me, they're open. Or if they're still just kind of figuring out that concept or they're new to it, they're exploring it. I just trust that wherever they are on their journey, they're getting exactly what they need by interacting with me. And that's not up to me to determine what it is, right? That's up to them and their soul's journey. So you're, you're opening up the curtain 
to help them live a better life and become more successful mentally throughout their physical abilities as well as successful in whatever business venture that they might be in. Because I'd imagine you work with a lot of different companies or hire up people within these companies who Mm -hmm. want to have an edge on the other people around them. Yeah, that's actually more where I started my business. Uh, And I've had my business since 2009. So when I started in the early years, it was a lot more working with people in organizations. That's just kind of who was coming to me, who I I was a good match at that time to that consciousness. And over the past years, um, I've sort of migrated out of that. With some of the work that I do, it's a lot more specific and it's a lot more probably could be considered a little like esoteric. And so... um, the people who I've been working with more recently and who I focus on are people who fundamentally fall under the category of, excuse me, change makers, uplifters, paradigm shifters, and they will have some sort of expression in the world along the lines of creatives. So it can be artists, musicians, um, actors, comedians, you know, people in that realm where they're performers, they're on stage, they're creating a vibration, they're creating a space with whatever their art is. Um, I also work with healers, so people like therapists, other coaches. Um, I've worked with a number of doctors and nurses, holistic practitioners, people who are having a healing effect in the world, and then entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs who uh, are playing a bigger game, who have something that they're leading, they're pioneering, they're creating that's benefiting the earth or benefiting humanity. I mean, that's a wide variety of people that, you're, that you're working with, which is phenomenal because if that many people across the board have an open mind to what it is that you do for a living, it builds a better foundation for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that my business is more built around now is working with something called the Akashic Records. Okay. Is that something, have you heard about I, it? I've not, I, I, I dove in a little research last night um, as to your background and whatnot, and I came across that a couple times, and, yeah. I, and I did kind of wonder what exactly that is. Mm-hmm. Akashic records, Akash is a Sanskrit term, and it means ether. Okay. So if you think of ether as a kind of field of energy, right, it's a quality of energy, and um, it carries information. A scientific way of talking about the Akashic Records would be saying like the quantum field or the unified field or the matrix. Mm. It's this informational storehouse where every thought, every action, every intention, like all potentialities, the information about this is stored there. It's kind of like the like the internet for the soul. Right. So within ourselves, and, and I've touched on this on a couple of with a couple of conversations is that this whatever this is that we have right this is one large computer system right mm, we have the ability to remember much. so many different numbers and and store memories based on smell and sound and all this yeah. sort of stuff and no one really questions why or how or what is it about like this physical being of of who Bradley David is is nothing in comparison to to the inner self of of what is sitting inside of here. So falling in love with that aspect of it and then Mm -hmm. wanting to help people develop and understand what that is within them that gives them that 
inkling of something happening around them or that, oh, I thought I should have done that yesterday. Oh, I knew I could have done that. All of those little tidbits that most people just kind of put a blind eye to. You've dove into this Mm -hmm. to to really find out the how and the why it's happening. Mm -hmm. What is this massive computer system within Mm -hmm. us? and, And how can I help others pull it out of themselves, basically? Yeah, absolutely. Because what I find is that people know. People are already tuned into where they're going, what they're doing, what they want, what they're being called to. And... Uh, they're hesitant about it because sometimes it looks so different than what they think it should or what their current life is like. And so naturally, there will be resistance. There's fear in the unknown. There's fear in the unknown. And when you are a minority of something, mm-hmm. it's even more scary. Say more about that. Hmm? Say more about that. What do you mean? So when when you're the minority of something so the larger population would look at what we're talking about. They'd look down upon it. They would look at, oh, they're, they're silly people. They're crazy. Oh, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> but in essence, we actually have a better idea about what we're talking about because we're more in tune with our inner beings. And it scares the fuck out of those people because they know what the result's going to be. The more of us that keep talking about it and informing others and helping others to become a better individual based on what's inside of them is going to take away from their comfort. I mean, it certainly could because it can be very triggering Mm -hmm. for people. It's people are uncomfortable when they see others go outside their comfort zone because naturally it's going to kind of put the mirror in their face to some degree. I agree with you. The idea of knowing that there's more inside of ourselves Mm -hmm. than what we've been trained to think is possible. And what you're saying is most people actually do know what it is they're going after. It just becomes scary to them because of what it might mean if they go after it. Yeah, it means your world's going to change. The whole thing. So here's how I think about it. I think there are two perspectives that we're always working with, whether you're conscious of it or not. You're always working with your human perspective, everything that's been part of your life, everything that's part of your your personal history, everything in the world around you, your personality, everything that's part of this very third-dimensional experience. And then there's the soul aspect, the soul's perspective. And the soul is here to expand We're here to grow. We're here to contribute. We're here to connect. We're here to have fun and play, right? We're here for this like wild earth experience. And those different aspects of ourselves have different perspectives. And the human self, let me say it this way, the soul self is usually calling us to something more. This is the next step. This is how I want to expand. This is what's going to be fun. This is what's going to be juicy. You know, and sometimes juicy is, can I swear? You can do whatever you want. Hard as fuck. Yeah. Right? So um, so you're being called to be more, always. We're always being called to be more. And that's an expansion of consciousness. That's what it is to move into higher consciousness. It's greater awareness of who you really are. And the human aspect, we call it the ego, wants you to pump the brakes. Because it's saying that's foreign. And I don't know how to survive there. This world I know. So don't go. So there's this constant kind of tug of war that we have inside ourselves. Myself included. Anyone on the spiritual path we could say. You know, and I think the best teachers and leaders and mentors, like, 
we live hard paths because we need to understand that journey. I know you know what I'm talking about. And so um, being able to look at your life experience through the lens of there are these two very dynamic, very intriguing, very active aspects of myself. And I want to harmonize them instead of having them fight against each other, right? Because a lot of times people are just going through the, the inner battle of, well, I want to, but I can't. I want to leave my job and start this new business, but I can't. Most people are too afraid to take the leap of what's, mm-hmm. of what's being told to them by them from within yes, them. Yes, exactly. And that's the soul calling. So I like to say fear. What's the acronym? Fear is a, um, from the human aspect is what? Fuck everything and run. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, from the soul aspect, freaking excited about rocking it. I like that. Freaking excited about rocking it. Yeah. My thing on this is it is scary as fuck to listen to your soul Mm -hmm. because what you physically, visibly have been shown your Mm -hmm. whole life is the safety in doing this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. But when you um, give yourself to the idea Mm -hmm. and start living your life from within all those other fears tend to kind of drift away Mm -hmm. there's still fear there because for me i'll I'll use an an example here doing this is very fearful from the aspect of everything that i've had to learn up until now to do by myself filming didn't know how to do it editing didn't know how to do it. Creating postable content, scheduling content, didn't know how to do it, didn't know how to do it. So allowing my inner being to come out and fully hug him, hold him, nurture him, support him, knowing that the inner being is coming out and being okay with that being out there, Mm -hmm. even though the regular life doesn't want you to do it. Mm -hmm. The only fearfulness I have now is those little things that I have to overcome which is learning all those aspects of something that I've not done before. Mm -hmm. That's the only fear I have. I don't fight with myself anymore Mm -hmm. when it comes to, oh, should I do this? Should I not do that? It's like, fuck that shit. I'm doing this because I know what's going to happen if I stay true to my inner being and allow my physical being to come to it Mm -hmm. instead of the other way. That's how I look at it. I think one of the best antidotes to fear is decision. Okay. You made a decision. I'm doing this. Once you make the decision, it can't not happen. And you're going to get help along the way. Things that you never expected, never saw coming will come out of the woodwork, will drop from the sky right into your lap. And you'll go, oh, there you are. Oh, I recognize you. Okay, let's do this thing. Being able to recognize those things, though, are so difficult for so many people. And we touched Mm -hmm. base on this off screen for a little bit, and that's being present. I believe and have happily accepted exactly what you just said in the more recent days of my past. Mm -hmm. And that's because... Everything shows up when it needs to show up. I I have this thing that I've said Mm -hmm. for for years that... um, You will get what you need when you need it, not when you want it. (laughs) Yep. And it's so true because I've been proven time and time again over the past, let's just call it six to eight months, that worrying about what may or may not happen down the line serves no purpose because what will and needs to be will show up. Mm -hmm. 
But when it shows up, I'm able to actually see it now because I'm able to be more present now Mm -hmm. than I ever have been in my life. We, we talked about this a few minutes ago. Um, you know, my friend and I were driving around the other day in a Porsche. And that, for most people, is something that they would like to do one day but may never get the opportunity. And there I am. I'm not driving. It's not my car. But I'm in the car in the passenger seat. And we're just going to get, like, I think we're going to go get a rat for, for his snake <laughs> to eat for lunch, right? This is what we're doing, right? But we're driving around uh, in South Florida, beautiful blue sky with the windows down, the sunroof open. And I, I literally take a moment in my head and I'm like, I'm so grateful. I'm living the life that I wanted years yeah. ago in this present moment. Yes. And, and most people don't know how to do that. Yeah. And that's why I'm yeah. saying like that was given to me and I was able to recognize it and be grateful for it mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are operating from a lack mentality and they're always the programming is look at where there's insufficiency. Look at what's not enough. Look at where you're not yet. Look at what you don't have. And what you're speaking to is having a consciousness of gratitude, of thankfulness, of abundance, of recognizing this thing that I wanted, I have it. And ownership is about experience. It's not about stuff. Right, so, you get to own that experience of driving around in the Porsche. <laughs> this just kills me. Just go get a rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's the little things, that right? Is, oh my gosh, that cracks me up. Most people would be going yeah. out to a fancy dinner to get their car valeted, but no, we're just driving around yeah, to get, we're a rat. get a rat. Yeah. Feed the snake. Uh, my boy TJ <laughs> that I shout out every episode to, uh, he has a, a ball python called Marshall, and uh, we we gotta. <laughs> Marshall after Eminem. That's yeah. I have an I like uncle so. called Marshall. There you go. They can get along. <laughs> but it is, it's important to realize, um, or I guess what you're saying is being able to be conscious about where you are at life in that moment mm-hmm. and stop worrying about what you don't have. Because when I was younger, I, I had a chip on my shoulder. I thought the world was out to get me and nothing yeah. ever worked out. I never got the job. I never got the girl and blah, blah, blah. Poor me. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing once I made that shift of the mindset to not be like that, mm-hmm. how much started happening for me. And even back then when it did, I still wasn't aware of yeah. it happening back then. It's only been the past, like I said, the past five, maybe eight years. But more importantly, the past two years An abundance of everything has shown up Mm -hmm. due to the fact of the practices that I've implemented into my life, such as gratitude. Mm -hmm. Being aware of what I have is so abundant that maybe most people don't have. I have a wicked good group of guys that I hang out with all the time that live here on the compound. I have a support system for the betterment of myself, let's call it. People that care about me. I have a roof over my head. I have a vehicle that gets me from A to B most days. Um, There's just so many little things. Like I wake up in the morning and I am so grateful that I get to step out of bed, if you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. Not everyone gets to step out of bed. That's correct. You know, I wake up. Do I have perfect eyesight? Absolutely not. But I do have the functionality of both my eyes. And once I realize the importance of giving gratitude for these things, these simple things that most people take for granted, mm-hmm. when I leave that door to do whatever it is in the day, I know the day is going to be fine because I'm already abundant with so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so many people just don't know how to do that. You think they don't know? I mean, a lot of them choose not to. 
I think choose is your, the operative word yeah. there. Because I think it's, uh, I mean, I think it's present enough in our culture that there's enough information about, you know, gratitude, positive thinking, that kind of stuff. And yet I think people don't know how to. Hmm. I say it this way. Yeah, go ahead. What, what we believe, how we live our lives is not new. Correct. It's not a new thing. I, I, I go back only to the 50s and 60s when there was a majority of people that were very peace, love, and, and talking about these sort of things, but very looked down upon and labeled as rebellion, labeled as don't mm. do that, they're on drugs, and all this other nonsense because of whoever they are didn't want that to become the popular way to live. There is so much information about what we're talking about. There's mm -hmm. books upon books, documentaries, yes. people walking around on visible platforms Ted expressing talks. this. Yes. However, there is still a stigma because we're mm. still a minority. Mm -hmm. So therefore, a lot of people who are not conscious enough maybe are willing to stand up for themselves and live that way. Mm -hmm. They still want to make fun of those of us who have chosen to walk out that door every day in a more positive mindset because we know that our day, regardless, is going to be fine. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance, not a guarantee, that we're going to come home that night mm -hmm. and not everyone does. So what happens in between us leaving that door and coming back home from that door, what's the worst that's going to happen? In my mind, mm -hmm. more people are still not willing to live that lifestyle, not because the information is not there, there's just something in their construct. There's something in their built. Mm -hmm. I think th I think there are small pockets of information that people would not necessarily gravitate towards because it's not pop culture, we could say. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there is a gap in knowledge. Like, if you understand how your human system is built for you to thrive as a spiritual being, then it's the most obvious thing in the world why you practice gratitude, why you write things down, why you meditate. And that's a lot of what I work with my clients on is the neuroscience of it. Like I want you to understand these are spiritual principles, these are universal laws, and this is the neuroscience in the anatomy of how you're built to move through this world in a way that's guided by your own inner being. And when you understand the science behind this, and I've seen this hundreds of times, thousands of times, as soon as somebody gets in it, clicks, I go, oh, now I know how to do this and why to do this. And it's a game changer. They can have things that they've been wanting for so long in their lives just show up out of the blue because it's meant for them. If you desire something in your life, it is meant for you. And, you know, the biggest thing that's keeping you from it is your own resistance, is your own, you could say lower frequency vibration. I don't really like to say it that yeah. way. Misaligned energy is the best way to say it. It's energy that's focused towards the things that you don't want instead of the things that you do want. Energy that's focused towards lack rather than okay. abundance, for example. Right. It's so interesting that you bring these things up. And, and the point that you said that, that hit hard for me was how how so many people know it but don't do it i, t I take this as, as an example i'm not a big fan of what they call celebrities because i look at them as just human beings like mm -hmm. you and i they are no different they're yeah. just on a visible platform and they've just gone after their dream or their passion earlier and for longer 
than I have. That being said, you look at all these celebrities, rock stars, musicians, artists, um, anyone on a stage receiving an award, 99% of them all thank God. And we're going to go there for a second. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. They all thank God, right? And you have this, some of the people like, oh, I just, well, I don't understand why they all thank God. I was like, well, okay, but hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. If it's a constant thing that every one of them does thank whoever their God is, and I'm not opposed to you having whichever God you want, it's whatever you believe in, whatever your faith is. But if all of those people are thanking their God for helping them along the way, mm-hmm then maybe there's something to it. Mm-hmm. Same thing like if there's so many people talking about what we're talking about, maybe there's something to it. Mm-hmm. So wait a second. Why not I jump down the research and see what they're talking about? Because if you are a scientifically built mind, then maybe you want to look for the scientific proof that that works, which you're mm-hmm. saying there's an abundance of yes. that. But if so many people are saying this is how I got here, it was hard work. It was discipline. I went after something, but I thanked God every day for what I had before I got there. And I thanked him for what he was going to bring to me. And in order for him to do that, I was thanking him in return by what I, what I promised to do once I have it. Why is it so hard to believe that that's a possibility? There are a few responses I can already think of to what you're saying. Um, one, I think people sometimes just don't want to change they want to stay where they are, and so they're going to find excuses for why it works for someone else, but not for them. Uh, I think, like I said, there's a lack of information, and then with the lack of information, people don't do a proper assessment of their own. They don't. Um, they don't test it. They don't test. Okay, if I spend a day dedicated to, if I spend my morning dedicated to gratitude, prayer, meditation, writing, whatever whatever the practice they want to try and see how my day goes. Like, let me be an investigator in my own life. Let me experiment and see what happens in my day when I do that versus I don't do that. You know, and I think that exploration is something that it does require a dedicated uh, effort and it requires attention span. And a lot of people, first thing in the morning, what are they doing? They're They're looking at their phones right before they get out of bed right? Or when they're on the toilet. Mm-hmm. It's one of the two, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And already that's compromised their neurological system. Agreed. And so you're al- they're already giving their energy and their vibration over to whatever it is that they're consuming instead of saying, I'm the boss. I'm the one who runs my life and I run my life by taking care of taking charge of my energy and my vibration and what I'm emitting out there. And this is where we get into the conversation around something like the law of attraction because law of attraction says that the energy that you're emitting creates the receiving. The receiving. So, I like what um are you familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza? Oh, yeah, I yeah. actually am. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> brilliant man. Brilliant yes. man. And he's done a lot of wonderful, wonderful research and a lot of pioneering around um, the power of mind, but in terms of um, like frequencies um, in the brain, meditation, the effects of that, et cetera, et cetera. He's got a phenomenal story about his own body healing um, and the power of visualization. But um, one of the things that I love that he says is, I don't know if I quote this exactly, but something to the effect of um, gratitude emits 
the energetic signature of something having already happened. So when you're in a state of gratitude, you're just embodying that energy and it draws in more things to be grateful for. You didn't even have to know what the thing is that you're asking for. And I would say your soul knows what that is. You know, it's great when you have a conscious intention, say, I would like to have this experience today. And you just put it out there, write it down. You can take a post-it note and just write down a few words. And that already activates a sequence of alignments behind the scenes that you could never imagine. Like us being here today, a week ago, I didn't know you exist. It was probably, yeah, maybe seven Less or eight than. days ago. Yeah, exactly. Didn't even know of each other. Didn't any, know anything any, about any each other. And let me tell you all. something. So this is something interesting. So obviously, I, I obvious or not, um, I live a very soul-guided life and a very energetically guided life. And I know when it's time for something, like I'll just start to have a sense. And last week I said, okay, it's time for me to get out there. It's time for me to be speaking again. I did a lot of speaking um, a few years ago before COVID, basically. Um, went to a lot of organizations, conferences, you know, leadership circles, like all those kinds of things. And then when COVID hit, I kind of um, set that part of my business aside for a while. And um, it's been a few years of incubation, um, developing some other things. But just last week, I said, yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for me to get out. And so send me the podcasts, send me the, you know, the conferences, send me the, like, wherever I can be most of service. And literally, it was that day or the next that we got connected, That's got awesome. introduced. I, I said, that. oh, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, that was fast. This Thanks. Right I think it, it was actually and, the same day because I remember was, going like, wow, nice service. And it was fast because <laughs> as soon as the gentleman had, had uh, reached out to me, um, he had obviously reached out to you and within an hour or two we had reached out to each other and not even i was still chatting with him there you go on and whatsapp it, yeah. and he said oh, i'll introduce you on instagram yeah. he connected us and right away i think i sent done. you a message and yeah. you said yeah i heard about you yeah that was it i think that was thursday or friday and this yeah. is tuesday that's the universe yeah that's so why that's I why i say it. like when you're in alignment right things just appear yeah and there's something about cultivating an inner sense of uh, where you're at and knowing that. And that's why I say a lot of times when I work with people in the Akashic Records, which is looking at sort of like what's the blueprint, what's the plan, what's are the potentialities that are available to you in this human experience, I'll say, you know, it kind of looks like this. And people say, you know, I, I knew that. I was feeling that, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. And it just helps them have more clarity and really affirms their own intuition. People need to listen more to their inner self, mm -hmm. and that's the big thing. I want to touch base on a couple of things that you said yeah. a, a few moments ago. Um, the first thing is um, each individual needs to understand that what they're going through is their story. So yeah. the matrix or whatever you want to call it, you need to understand the other 7.9 billion people they're doing the same thing they're yeah. going through their matrix as you're going through yours so whatever it is you want it to be you have the ability to create it if you desire it like you're saying um a few different things that um i've implemented in my life that you were talking about is uh joe dispenza dispenza's mm -hmm. uh thought on um the gratitude igniting the actual receiving mm -hmm. is I have uh, read some of these books and implemented things like auto suggestion. Mm -hmm. So saying it out loud will mm -hmm. help it come to you. 
and not just being grateful for what you have, Mm -hmm. but being grateful. So saying it in a way that you already have it, even though you haven't even accomplished it, which is such a huge thing that a lot of people don't know about yet. So my routine in a day in the morning and in the evening, I, uh, I meditate, I pray and I do what's called a chief aim. So it's from, uh, I think it's from uh, Thinking, Thinking Grow Rich. Okay. So I have a thing that I say every morning and every evening before I give my gratitude list and before I pray. And in it, I'm giving gratitude for what it is I want in the future as if I already have it. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is what he's saying is like you have to be grateful for what you have, but more importantly, be grateful for what you might have because that will actually bring it towards you sooner. So a couple things about that. That's I, one thing I like to say, this is why we have two hands. You have one hand for holding what you currently are experiencing. Like I'm grateful for the opportunity to have this conversation. I'm grateful for like the beautiful weather of today. I'm grateful for et cetera, et cetera, all of the bounty and beauty in my life right now. And you have the other hand for what's what you haven't experienced yet, what's out there. And you can hold gratitude for that too, even though it's not here yet. And as you do that, you're kind of emitting a signal. You're also, I would say, like selecting a pathway because you're focused on that. So mentally you're focused on this is the experience that I love. Bringing it in the present moment means you activate it in your current vibration. And it's almost like selecting a pathway because there are so many potentials of what we, you and I could be doing a million different things with this exact moment but we chose this. And so that means that this becomes the experience in this little portal of time or portion of time, we could say. So we're always holding two things. And so where I think people get mixed up is one, not conceptualizing it in a way that even if it's not here yet, you can be thankful for it. You can be excited about it. Because If it's in your mind's eye and if it's something you desire, the potential is there for you to have it. You're not going to be given something. I'm going to give a caveat to this. You're not going to be giving an innate desire for something that's not possible. I believe that people have confusion with programmed desires or programmed wants. Society says you should want to have this. You should want to be you know, 50 years old and have a 25-year-old girlfriend, or if you're a woman, you should be 50 years old and look like you're 12. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you should, by the time you're 35, have a million dollars in the bank and be owning a Porsche and like all of these things. There are programmed wants that people confuse with what their real desires are. And pulling those apart, I think, is a really important process. And I know you're going to go somewhere, but let me give this final thought about this idea of like being grateful for what you don't have yet. I think a lot of the narrative is, um, well, say what you want, like talk yourself into it, affirm yourself into it, believe that you have it, even though you don't. And there's a part of the brain that's like, that's bullshit, right? There's a part of yourself that's going to go like, this isn't true. Like, how am I going to get on board with that? And the brain doesn't like to be told what to do. So if you tell the brain, you know, um, this is a, 
this is a, a rat, a mouse, a rat. We're going to feed it to a snake. Your brain's like, <laughs> I know that's not true, right? Your brain already has conclusions. And so a very powerful technique, this is something I use for myself and I use with all of my clients, is something called constructive questions. And it's giving the brain openness, giving the brain questions. Like, what if I did have this wonderful thing? How would I feel? I'd feel so grateful. And you're activating still in the present moment the energy of having that thing, but without introducing the brain's own conflict about it. So questions, I think, and we could, this, I could do a whole conversation just about questions. In fact, I have whole talks that I do just about that. <laughs> but I think it's one of the most powerful, lesser known, and underutilized tools for manifesting, attracting, activating on your path what it is that you want. I'm going to touch base on that in a second. What I was going to say uh, a moment ago was what you need is what you should want. Because mm. what society tells you we want mm -hmm. is bullshit. Mm -hmm. You don't need the Porsche. Sure, it's fun. Mm -hmm. It goes fast. It makes you feel exuberant when you're in there fucking whipping down 200 miles an hour. <laughs> but you don't need that for yourself to survive mm -hmm. through this. What you need should be your desire. And what you need is to be happy, to be purposeful. And what do I need to do to get those things mm -hmm. is what we need to do to change what we're being programmed to go after. Mm -hmm. what, what you just said um, about questioning the brain, I love that because what you're saying, if I'm not mistaken, is your brain already has the why nots. Mm -hmm. It's already been programmed as to say, no, that's not a rat. Mm -hmm. No, you're not going to feed that to a snake. No, you're not going to go after that because it doesn't make sense for you to do that. Mm -hmm. But if you question why not, because there's a possibility I could get it by going over here and doing it, then your brain's going to be like, oh, wait, can he? Can she? Oh, wait a second. Is that kind of the concept? Is That is a little bit the concept. The concept is essentially uh, to interrupt the current thinking process. Okay. And to interrupt, which is to disturb your current paradigm. Because your current paradigm or belief system is going to say, like, don't do that. We don't do that. Like, you don't leave a really great corporate job and go, you know, start a business. From that nothing. From nothing that nobody knows about. Like, what are you going to do about money? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? Nobody in our family does this. Like, whatever the prevailing thing is, the prevailing belief system, um, or the brain is going to say, um, you know it's supposed to, you know you're supposed to be married. You know you're supposed to have kids. You know that if you're going to be worth anything in this world... You're going to do X, Y, and Z. And that's cultural programming. And so we want to disrupt that. Yes, and absolutely. And the best way to disrupt it is with questions. And it's with um, repetition. So that's why they say, you know, use repeated um, affirmations and things like that. But I think you got to be really careful with that because, again, like if there's a part of the brain that's like, this is horseshit, right? Then you're not going to get fully on board. I love that you just said that. I'm, I'm going to interject yeah, here go for ahead. a reason because it comes across my brain from time to time. 
you do absolutely have to believe with every ounce of your mm -hmm. being that this mm -hmm. or this or this is going to happen mm -hmm. or you're going to get this, this, and this accomplished mm -hmm. because when those small little anti-thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, nice. come I in, like that. Yep. that is actually going to disrupt all of that hard work that you've been doing. Yeah. This is my belief and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. You're, you're the one that has the knowledge behind yeah. it, but it, it happens often. Mm -hmm. uh, it happens yes. often and I'm just like, when it happens, I'm teaching myself as soon as that little inkling comes in, I'm like, no motherfucker. Yeah. No. Cause you are going to do this because you are doing the work and you yes. are getting your little successes every fucking day. So get that thought out of your fucking head and you mm -hmm. have to be very aggressive with mm -hmm. it because for some reason, all the anti things seem to be very powerful. And, and I know I've never understood why this whole construct has allowed those negative things to be so powerful mm -hmm. and all of the positives to be so work intensive in order to get you fully there. Yeah. It's because the brain has a negative bias. Okay. The brain is wired to constantly scan the environment for threats. You know, it's fight, flight, or freeze. And so we're constantly looking at what are the things that could threaten survival. And we're not worried anymore fundamentally about saber-toothed tigers, right? Yeah, I don't see In any the of wilderness, them around anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah. But we are concerned about social acceptance, belonging Isn't that to fucked a group. Up? And, well, I mean, humans survive. I mean, we need social acceptance. We're tribal creatures. We have to have that for survival. And so when something comes in that threatens that, potentially, you know, nobody in the family does this, right? Or like anything, you know, social media, of course, now it's like going outside the norms of things. It's, I think it's a little bit more celebrated now and supported now. It's championed in a certain regards, but it, takes time it takes time to shift paradigms and it takes um a certain amount of the collective consciousness reaching that breaking point if you're familiar with like the hundredth monkey effect yeah it's this idea that um like one monkey starts doing something starts okay, washing yes, its, yeah. its food right and another one sees it and does it and sees it and does it and as soon as a hundred monkeys do it now all monkeys all across the world get this like download of consciousness of like, this is how we do it now. Hence the, the phrase monkey see, yeah. monkey do. Monkey see, monkey do, yeah. the hundredth monkey effect. It's so interesting that you say that and the aspect of social acceptance. Yeah. And this brings up a, a thing that we've touched base on quite a lot, which is having a small group of friends or a mm -hmm. small inner circle of truth people. Because, and I didn't think about this in this way until just now when you brought this up, which is, Myself and other people that have sat in that chair, we've all admitted that we have our own tight-knit group of people mm -hmm. that we, we hang out with. And it's interesting because the more people that are in that group, the larger that group is, is when you then fall down to the social acceptance of so many other people because there's so many other views now mm -hmm. as to what is accepted. Where if you have your small group of people, they're more likely than not to be like-minded as you so therefore what you're looking for acceptance is already there because they also have the same outlook so working for social acceptance is not as much there because you have a small group of people that you're judging yourself from i guess mm -hmm. which is which is interesting because if that small group of people became double in size maybe you would fall to to some of that uh worry of social acceptance 
Mm-hmm. I'm at a point in my life, and I say this all the time, where I celebrate zero fucks giving. <laughs> I love that. I have um, people don't absolutely believe it anymore because all I wear is what I have on now. Black t-shirt, black shorts, black socks, or white socks. But basically, it's my own company t-shirt because that's my life right now. I promote it every fucking yeah. day. And I don't have the the worry or the want to to take time to worry about what it is I'm going to wear to go out to something. And if someone's not going to be accepting to what I'm wearing it to whatever the function might be, I don't give a fuck. Because you either like me as an individual mm-hmm. or you like the clothes that I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. And if you like the clothes that I'm wearing, then you're not an individual I want to be at an event with anyways. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if I'm going to dinner. I don't care if I'm going out with my boys. I don't care if I'm going to go, not that I go to temple or anything like that, but like this is what I wear because this is what I'm comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around that because a lot of people do know that I would wear other things before because if you look at old content or if you look at old photos of me, I used to wear a lot of colorful stuff. I'd wear like blue blue velour jumpsuit. I'd wear my Adidas green jumpsuit. Like I wore a lot of different things. Yeah. But it was because like I do like those things, but it took up too much of my time and my worry about where my mind should be at. Mm. So I stopped giving a fuck. And my small group of people, I've still been accepted. I just stopped caring about those things that I believe society tells you you should worry about. And I started worrying about what makes me happy. How is today going to matter for me? And if what I do out there is good, why does it fucking matter what I'm wearing, what my hair looks like, am I clean shaven or not? All these other little things that so many people put so much emphasis on Mm -hmm. doesn't fucking matter Mm -hmm. to me. It sounds like you've found a... aspect of your freedom i I would like to say yes Mm -hmm. and every day i'm trying to hold on to more of that Mm -hmm. i mentioned this the other day uh when i took a trip around the world i had never been happier than i was once the trip got started not right away i want to say i was it was probably two and a bit months into the trip i'd already gone to five or six countries and then finally i totally deflated as an individual and really started Mm. becoming the me and that person that grew out of nowhere which was obviously always in there but was too afraid to come out came out in such good aggression that he was the best person i'd ever been and lasted that entire rest of the trip and then when i came back to the realities of getting back on a boat and going back to work that person kind of was lost a little bit i held on to a little bit of him and ever since then when i got back uh four or seven years ago i've been trying to get back to him fully Mm. and all these little new things that i'm doing is getting back to that consciousness of i didn't care what people were thinking or saying about me i was living my life every day in that moment Mm -hmm. to its fullest and trying to give off energy to the people around me where they were all like dude who are you Mm -hmm. and that to me is is the freedom i'm looking for there's a different kind of freedom and liberty i think that we give ourselves to be more of who we really are because it's sort of like inconsequential 
right? Like there's no real impact of like you make an ass out of yourself or, you know, you do something really goofy or you totally screw something up or whatever. There's no like lasting impact because it's not your immediate community where people are going to remember you, where it's like constant interact. Oh, now you're known for this thing or there's no like long-term, long-term social implications, and you're, you're exploring a new environment and you're having new thing, new aspects of yourself be activated and lit up because of engaging with different vibrations, we can say. You know that, you know, if you're in Japan, the energy is very different than if you're in Germany. Fuck yeah. Or if you're in South Africa, right? Or if you're in Chile. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the actual vibration of the people, of the space, of the land is different. And that's going to activate different parts of you. Right? Different frequencies within you. And most people don't think this way. This is probably oh, way out of the box. Oh, and, and, and I'm very interested to, to see down the line when this yeah. comes out, uh, the comments or, or what people may say to me see, say to me when they see me out about this episode. Because it's not what most people are okay being or thinking it's a weird little analogy i want to share but this thing happened the other day and i thought it was so interesting uh my buddy tj and i were out the other night and we were at this uh bar that we 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 go to from time to time and i came out of the bathroom and as i was walking back to where you know he was where our drinks were i walked through this this man and woman this this anyhow and i must have said oh excuse me my bad sorry guys um you know or something like of that nature right Mm -hmm. and and i didn't see who it was but the gentleman right away was like something with like, oh, sure you were, or, or, or were you really? And without even thinking, and I thought about this a lot after the fact, without ever thinking, it was an instant turnaround because I was already two steps away. It was an instant turnaround. I walked over to him and I still didn't know who it was. Like I wasn't even visibly looking at who the individual was. I just said, well, listen here, man, I'm the type of person that if I actually say I'm sorry about something, it means I truly am. And I was about to walk away and he goes, oh, my bad, dude. Hey, hey, I know you, your, your life choices. And I was like, for the first time in my head, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you, you go to the gym all the time. I see you there at LA. And I was, I look at him and he's like, yeah, you're friends with Alex. Who's, who's been on. I was like, oh, no, absolutely, man. Yeah. Nice to meet you there. I'll, I'll see, you at that, see you at the gym. And, and I left, but it was so interesting. That whole interaction mm-hmm. where I'm at that point where I don't give a fuck. Like I wouldn't even think that that might've caused a situation or a problem. It was just my instant reaction to someone questioning why I did something Mm -hmm. because I did something because I believed that it was what I should do by Mm -hmm. saying, excuse me or whatever. But it was, it wasn't even me almost that turned around instantly and went back to that conversation. Mm -hmm. It was, it was just the most interesting. Yeah. It's almost like it's a higher aspect of you. Your intuitive response is to go back and to take care of the situation Mm. and take care of the connection because what you did is actually very generous because you're modeling a kind of embodiment of caring for people and caring for your environment and caring for your interactions Mm. that actually, in my opinion, holds a very high level of consciousness and conscientiousness. And I think for those of us who are actively living this path and, and practicing, let's just say more conscious living, and conscious connection and interaction and relationship. Anytime we do something like what you're described in the story, it's modeling what's available for human interaction. I've had similar circumstances where sometimes it was somebody I knew. And um, 
there was some kind of friction or misunderstanding or a flippant comment or something like that that wasn't appropriate or you know wouldn't necessarily land correctly with someone else and y'all talk to the person and say you know hey this is what I think or you know ask a question about it or let me just clarify was this your intention and just having that a interest in the other person and the well-being of the connection you know i think a lot of times we can have these sort of like miniature like little explosions Mm, absolutely right in our in our connections with people and a lot of times it's not intended and but people leave it hanging they don't go back and clean it up and i think one of the most important things you can learn is how to clean it up you can always go back to someone and say gosh man i didn't mean it like that or you know hey i think we had a misunderstanding or just say you know what i didn't like how this played out yeah you know and this is how i think it needs to be moving forward i interpreted this this way and i'm not sure if you interpreted mm-hmm. it the same way but mm-hmm. i felt that after the fact that this is what had happened and i'd like to get yep. back to where where we were Mm -hmm. or how do we take this and build and make something better and it's an amazing way to do it because now that i think about it i love having you here because you're Mm -hmm. you're you're absolutely not just challenging my brain but you're opening up different avenues to look at the same situations that i've already looked at which is so so wonderful like i've not had that on a regular basis what i did in that situation also most likely just opened up a new door for that gentleman yeah, exactly That's because the next point. time he may not say yes. what he said to me he Correct. might say to the next person thanks man i appreciate that yeah That's Wait, so interesting. or maybe it saves him from making the same kind of comment to someone who wouldn't be so thoughtful someone who could be you know some it, drunk it could, asshole yeah, or whatever yeah. or someone looking for a fight wants to take has whatever had a whatever bad day or is going through a hard mm-hmm. time and looking for someone to take it out on i'm a big believer that anything everything in life whether it's something working out for you or seems like it's not working out for you is giving you an opportunity to connect with people you wouldn't otherwise connect with to share good vibes to uh, save you from something that could have been way worse, to put you on a path of like correction, like help you course correct if you're kind of veering off um, a path that's part of your highest well-being. Like I really believe everything, everything. Everything happens for a reason. You've just opened up like 20 new conversations, which we're not <laughs> going to get into. We're going to wrap it up uh, sooner than later. Uh, but, but two things, one very much on what you just said. And another thing, I'm, I'm going to make a comment and see where it goes. But, um, uh, my boy TJ and I, when we mm-hmm. go out on the weekends or whatever, and if we're driving somewhere and, uh, and something happens, I have this, uh, constant, uh, repetition that I say. And, uh, it's interesting. Cause it's like, Oh fuck, man, this is taking forever to make a left turn. And I'll be like, yeah, but maybe that's saving us from something 1, else. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and, and, and he'll do it as well yeah. now. Like he'll be like, Oh, well, maybe that's just better for us. Yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll, we'll even, we did this the other day, we'll even sometimes we'll get to the end of the road when we're like, all right, let's go grab some dinner. And he'll be like, all right, let's flip a coin. Uh, you know, heads will go left, tails will go right. And it's interesting that we do that because it's like we're, we're fucking with the matrix. Mm-hmm. We're literally being like, okay, you might think that we're automatically going to go this way, but we're going to leave it up to this chance. Yeah. What is that chance? Because now we're doing this. It's a, it's a whole conundrum. Mm-hmm. The comment I want to make to see where it goes is, I had this thought a lot when I was a kid looking out of the window when I'm driving around with the parents on the highway or whatever. But TJ and I have this thought quite often and we, we, we talk about it when we're driving around in the car. Or, or even like we'll just be out at a bar or whatever, whatever we're doing. We'll, we'll, one of us will be like, you know, you look around and be like, 
There are so many fucking lives going on around us. (laughs) It is so crazy how right now you and I are here talking, doing whatever, but there's how many millions of other stories? Like, where are those people going on the highway? Where are those people going now that they're leaving the restaurant? Where are those people? Where are they coming? It's mind-boggling to think, right, that within this universe or this rock that we're on, not even the universe, you and I are going through our own whatever, matrix, Mm -hmm. journey, whatever you want to call it, how many other billions of people are also doing it at the same time? Is it their story that we're in or are they Mm -hmm. in our story? A lot of my work is tapping into those other realms and dimensions. That's a lot of what the Akashic Records are is tapping into that field of information. The human brain is designed for it. We could talk about that. That might oh be another God. conversation. The, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. We, we, we can definitely uh, dive into many conversations yeah. down the line um, as you will return as a guest uh, numerously <laughs> on, this, so. so. on this podcast. Uh, the human brain, uh, we use a very, very small percentage yeah. of what it's capable of. Uh, it's always been trying to figure out how to use the rest of it. There are mm-hmm. other people out there, I'm sure, that have the financial backing to do the research and probably have a bit more information than we're given or mm-hmm. we're allowed to know. Um, is there an afterlife? Is there a reincarnation? I don't know any of these things because I haven't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. I do have a belief that... Um, you do go around more than once. I mean, you can't get to a level of understanding or, or mind openness if it wasn't true. That's my belief. Uh, you know, I definitely want to one day go down south and, and do ayahuasca. Mm. I, I would love to find out what mm. is locked in my brain that I've not allowed out. Yeah. You know, it would be very interesting. I've always said that I would need to be in a mental in the best mental health that I've ever been in order to go in there because it's going to dredge out everything this is what i've been told by the research i've done that like you you're gonna go see some shit you know your mind's gonna be open up to some some shit that you're not privy to yet and then your life will be forever changed once you do so the brain is confusing it's a map that we don't understand i would love to find out more about it that's why i'm on the journey i'm on because i just i want it to be open as much as it can and i feel that the more the more willingness that I have to let go of the fears of the of, of what we're told we're worrying about, the acceptance of others and all that sort of nonsense, and the more my desires turn away from the materialistic things and they go more towards the purposeful purposefulness mm-hmm. of my life, I, I feel that um, I'm just going to become happier. Yeah. That's what I'm going after right now. Yeah. Well, what you're talking about is greater alignment, Perfect. being more tuned in with who you really are and letting that aspect of you take the front stage i want i want to be vibrating on the highest level of vibration possible mm-hmm. on as many hours of the day that i can you do that when you're in a state of gratitude when you're in a state of accept high quality acceptance like really appreciating everything exactly as it is and exactly as it isn't when you're in a state of love when you're in a state of joy these are the highest frequencies Okay. That exist. Like, I'm going to leave us with these two okay. these two thoughts. Uh, one is uh, what I express regularly to, to people, regardless uh, of the situation, is when the negative comes in at you, the depression or the anxiety, mm-hmm. accept it. Mm-hmm. Let it come in. Yep. Don't don't push it away. Bring it in. Enjoy what that feeling is, mm-hmm. but don't mm-hmm. dwell on it. Mm-hmm. Let it come in. Understand that it's coming in for a reason, and then move on from it. Yeah. Learn from it and just know how to deal with it next time and the last thought we're gonna we're gonna leave off here is what happens if it does work out 
way better than you ever thought it could. And that's, that is without a doubt the best thought possible because it it could very well be that way. Yeah. I want to thank you very much for, for coming today. This is Uh, again, always goes by way quicker. Uh, We have barely scratched the surface (laughs) (laughs) of what we're going to be talking about in the future. We'll make a schedule so we can do this on a regular basis because you're an absolute delight. You bring a lot to the table. So thank you so very much for that. And I thoroughly enjoyed talking with you here today. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for for coming by the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. For all of you out there, for all of my lifers that keep coming back each and every week here to the Life Choices Podcast, thank you once again for coming. Uh, If you want any information to contact Jennifer Alley, it's just down below in the description, uh, how to get hold of her, how to hire her, how to talk to her, how to get her book, all that stuff is just down below in the description. Of course, if you want to get hold of us, you can email us from down below. Uh, You can also follow us on all of our uh, social media platforms and our audio platforms, which are down below. Otherwise, we will see you all here next next week at 2 p.m. at the Life Choices Podcast, everyone. Much love. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now about the journey. Life Choices Podcast.